Hello, this is Apostle Reginald Baldwin, and we're welcoming you to our brand new podcast called Man Talk for Men. Man Talk for Men is a division of Antioch International Ministries men's ministry called Men of War, and Apostle Baldwin will be teaching on different subjects that men face on an everyday basis. We will be discussing all kinds of issues and using biblical principles to show you how you can change your life and exercise authority and power in the things that are concerning your life. So get ready for Apostle Reginald Baldwin as we enter into Man Talk for Men. Well, praise the Lord. This is Apostle Reginald Baldwin, and we're welcoming you to our live broadcast of our Man Talk Men men's ministry and we're looking forward to having a good time in the word of God today as we share with you from the word of God. I pray that you're being blessed and that you're going to be walking in the revelation of God's truth as we bring God's word to you again today concerning being a better man. We've been sharing some good things with you and I pray that these messages have been blessing you. And today I want to share something else with you that I believe is going to help you and is going to cause you to walk in a great revelation of truth about yourself. And uh, we're looking forward to that uh, as God. Uh, we remember we talked about on the first uh, broadcast of our man talk, we talked about what is man. Then we talked about in last week how God spoke through David to his son Solomon, who was about to take over the kingdom and told him how to show himself to be a man. And so we've talked about those things. And so today I want to take it to another level. And I want you to understand what we're going to be talking about today. Today we want to be talking about what are you proclaiming about yourself? What are you proclaiming about yourself as a man What do you say about you? We're going to talk about you today. I'm going to talk about me today and how I actually feel about myself and how you actually feel about yourself, because I guarantee you how you feel about yourself is going to determine how you act. And so we're going to be getting into the word of God and seeing exactly what God is talking about as we deal with man talk for men. Let's go into the word and we're going to go into Proverbs 23. Proverbs 23, and we're going to be looking at verse 6 in Proverbs 23, and we're going to share some things with you that I believe is going to help you. Now, the word talks about, in Proverbs 23, 6, it says, Eat thou not the bread of him that hath an evil eye, neither desire thou his dainty meats. For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he, eat and drink, saith he, but his heart is not with thee. Now, what this scripture is talking about is it's describing a man who is holding a dinner. And this man is a very miserly man. He really is doing this, but he really doesn't want to, but he knows he has to do it to save face. Because that's why uh, he the, the, the man was warned 
don't desire his dainty meats because he really doesn't want you to have them, even though he's serving it to you. And so uh, we find that uh, the word of God shows us something about this character of a man. This character is that even though he's saying the right things, his heart isn't with you because as he is thinking in his heart, that's how he is. Now he may be trying to mask how he is by saying certain things, but that's not how he is. And how many of you know people that smile, you know, a uh, smile in your face, but they don't really mean it. And they talk about you behind your back. Uh, they, they smile with you, but then they try to sabotage you. I know I've had that happen to me. I know you've had it happen to you, uh, as people, uh, try to manipulate us and to control us. And so we need to understand what God is going to show us today as we talk about how do you proclaim yourself? Now, I took you to this scripture. Let's go back to it because I want you to see something here. It says here in verse seven, and this is where I want to talk about today. For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. That's the point I want to get to right there. For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. The word thinketh there is a very interesting word because it is the word sayar. And the word means to, now watch this. I want you to understand what this word means because I'm going to break it down to you and then put it into an everyday vernacular. It means to calculate or to estimate or to put a price on something. Calculate, estimate, or put a price on something. So this word is actually talking to you and me, and it is sharing with me and sharing with you that as I think in my heart, that's how I am. So is he. Now, the word means to calculate or to think about something or to calculate or to ponder on something and then to put a price on it based off of your calculations. That's why I ask, what are you proclaiming about yourself? What is your, what is your proclamation about yourself? And we're going to get into another scripture in a little bit where God is going to talk about men are saying all kinds of things about themselves and it may not be true. But what are you saying about yourself and what am I saying about myself? Because based off of how I think, that's how I am. Now, notice when I begin to think or calculate or ponder on myself, then after I think and calculate and ponder, then I set a price on myself based off of how I'm thinking. And this is where I want you to, I want you to focus right now is because where you are in your thinking determines how you really feel about yourself, which is then going to determine how you act. And it's also going to determine how you let other people treat you. And it's going to determine how you treat other people based off of how you think. Now, so you've got to, so, so now you're, you're looking at yourself and you're calculating, you're making calculations on your value. And the reason why you're making calculations on your value is because as a man throughout your life, you have been uh, contacting with people and people have been giving you all types of 
their opinions of what your value is. You know, you may have been a man that grew up and you may have grown up with parents that were very critical and they say, you ain't going to be nothing. You ain't going to grow up to be nothing. You never will be nothing. I mean, that's a calculation on your value that they're making. And if you receive that, then that's how you're going to see yourself and think. And that's how you're going to be. Uh, some people, uh, uh, they, they put a higher calculation on people. I'm telling them, you know, you better than everybody else. And you know, our family, uh, we're better than people. And they walk around with this high estimation of themselves and they become high minded and snooty. And therefore that person puts too high of a calculation on himself. And guess what? He walks around and the way he is, he, he the way he's thinking on his heart, the way he's calculated, he's calculated his value. And then that's how he treats people that since I'm better than everybody, I'm going to treat people like that. And they're going to have to bow down to me. So I want you to understand that when we're talking about thinking in your heart, we're talking about making a calculation of your worth. I want to ask you this question right now. What are you worth? What do you think you are worth? Because how you determine your worth determines what you will accept as treatment to you and what you will do as treatment to others. This is so important, men, because if you don't value yourself to the place where God has placed you, you're going to let people treat you the way that the devil wants you to be treated. And guess what? You'll never attain to what we have already seen that God has said about us as men, having authority over all of the works of God's fingers. Well, if you don't value yourself, And if you calculate that your value is not worth that, then you're not going to feel like you're able to do and rule like God said you can rule. And therefore, you would be listening to a lie from the devil and calling God a liar because he said he created you in that authority to rule. You need to understand how you think. And I'm going to break this down how you think. Because this is a very interesting terminology, how you think about yourself. And all of us have had to deal with low self-esteem, depression, frustration. Uh, how many of you have ever been in a relationship with women and it didn't work out and they, you know, they talked about you or dogs you or, or messed over you? I mean, yeah, I know men mess over women too, but they are, yeah. But see, there's a, a misnomer out there or a, a miscalculation or a mis, uh, uh, train of thought out there that women really do mess over men a whole lot too. And so we need to understand that we've got a lot of wounded men, wounded warriors, wounded men of war that they don't even want to fight anymore because when the woman finished with him, he, she took all of the fight out of him. The Bible said that when you find yourself in the bosom of a strange woman, you find yourself being bought for a piece of bread. Yeah, that's what can happen. You can lose your value like that. And as a man, you don't want to be like that. But if you have been in that kind of situation, you're going to have to fight to get your identity back. You're going to have to fight to get your ability to feel good about yourself and your and your ability to walk in confidence again. You're, you've lost your confidence. You've lost your ability to feel good about yourself because of what other people have done to you. But I'm here to tell you today that God has given you a revelation and he's giving you a peace that you can be the man who God called you to be. Let me share this one thing with you. No matter what has happened to you or what you've done in your life, I want you to understand when you are in God, when you are in Christ, 
And people talk about you and put you down and they try to uh, make you feel bad about yourself because of something that you've done. And maybe you did some bad stuff and maybe you've allowed some bad things to happen. Uh, We all have. But I want you to understand in Christ, you are not. Watch this now. What they said you are just because you did what they said you did. Even though you did what they said you did, that does not make you who they say you are. Because everybody has messed up, but that does not determine your being. That just shows something that you did. It may have been a mistake. It may have been a a wrong way of thinking, but you can recover yourself from anything that you have done in your past. I want you to understand that. Now, take a look at this as we're talking about. uh, I want you to go back and look at this uh, word again. It says, for as he thinketh in his heart. Now, what do you think? You think in your mind or your soul, your body is comprised of three parts. And I want you to understand this. As you think in your heart, so is he. Now, your body is comprised of three parts. You are spirit. You are, you have a soul and you live inside of a body. You are a spirit. God created you a spirit. God is a spirit and he created us in his image and likeness. Well, if he's a spirit and we're created in his image and likeness, then we are spirit beings like he is. But we happen to possess a soul, which is our mind. And then we also possess a body, which is the physical part that we use to carry us around in the earth so that we can contact natural things. But now let's, let's break down the, the mind or the soul of man. That's where you do your thinking. That's, that's where you do your, 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 your uh, contact with the, the, the realm of the earth and also with your contact with uh, relationships with people. Now, let's take a look at this. Your soul is comprised of three things. Your intellect, number one. Number two is your will. And number three is your emotions. Now, these three work in concert with one another, and they work in the order that I gave them to you. Now, let's take a look, because the Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So now when we're talking about number one, let's 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 take a look at this as you think in your heart. Uh, Notice what it says, as you think in your heart, so are you. Now, when we're talking about thinking. In your heart, what this talks about is three things. Number one, your intellect. Your intellect is the part of your soul that receives and processes information that comes to you. That's your intellect. That is how you receive information, and that is how you process the information that you receive, so then you can make a decision on that information. So that is your intellect. How you think, or how your intellect is, how your intellect is, as far as the health of your intellect, is going to determine how you receive information that comes to you, how you receive stimulus that comes to you, how you receive Anything that comes to you in your mind based off of the condition of your intellect is going to determine how you process that information. Now, let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. Maybe you were raised up and you uh, did not have a father that loved you and you didn't have a mother that loved you and you have uh, you've been broken up and mistreated all of your life. And so you have a low self-esteem or negative uh, view of yourself. 
That's the that's the condition of your intellect is I don't feel good about me. I'm not I, I, I you know, I, my life has not been what. And so I don't expect a lot from people and I don't expect people. I don't trust folks because people have always hurt me. And so you have a negative view of people, especially when somebody's trying to be you nice, treat you nice. Now, that is your intellect. Now, when someone comes to you with information to you. You're going to receive that information based off of the lenses that you're looking through in your intellect. So if someone comes to you and says, you know what, you're a pretty good guy. And, and, you know, maybe we can hang out and, and, you know, maybe I can help you and you can help me. But then your intellect is saying, I don't trust this man. I don't trust people because I've been hurt all my life. And so you receive the information that he is giving you, but you're receiving it through the lenses of a corrupt intellect. So when you receive that information, you say, yeah, he says he wants to be friends with me. He says, I'm a nice guy, but he's trying to get something out of me. He's going to use me. And so, you know, I'm not going to even receive that. And so because your intellect is warped because of pain and hurt. And I'm not saying because we have warped intellects that we're something wrong with us. It's just that something has happened to us. And so we need to get our intellect fixed so that we can process information correctly. And so what happens now is uh, he processes that information and guess what? He doesn't re- receive the friendship. That's the intellect part of us. That's how we process information. However you think about yourself is going to determine how you process information that's coming to you. The second part of your soul is your Watch this now, your will. Now, your will is the part of your soul that actually makes decisions. But your will makes decisions based off of the information that your intellect processed. Got it? So what happens is if you've processed this information that this young man did, that, you know, the guy that's talking to me, he wants to be my friend. He really doesn't want to be my friend. He want to use me. I know it. I don't trust him. That, okay, that's the information that your intellect has given to your will. Then your will takes that information that your intellect tells it is is that this person is no good. And then your will makes a decision for your life that you're not going to enter into a relationship with this person because they're not trustworthy. And so your will then makes a decision. I'm not going to hang out around with this guy. I'm not talking to him anymore. And that's the decision that you make. That's your will. That's how our will works. Our will makes decisions based off of the information that has come to our will from our intellect. That's number two. Number three is your emotions. Now, your emotions are your feelings and your emotions are how you feel about yourself after you have made a decision about information. So now watch what our friend has done now. He's processed the information wrong. He's made the wrong decision. So then what happens is when his emotions get involved, he feels still neglected. He still feels used. He still feels trapped. He still feels bound. He still feels he can't trust anybody. And so that's how he feels about himself. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So this is how your intellect works. This is how your will works. And this is how your emotions work. They all work in concert with one another. Can you see now why God said, as you think in your heart, so are you? Because when you process the information, then you make the decision and then you have the emotions about the decision. However, your emotions are determined how you feel and that and that turn determines how your isness is. 
This is how we get into the situations that we get into mentally. And sometimes it's very difficult to get out of those mental situations because we have processed ourselves into such a mental state that we feel that how we're feeling is how we really are. When in essence, it's not how you really are. It's just how you're reacting to things based off of what has happened to you. Once you can understand that God wants to free you from everything that the devil has done to you through your life. I don't care if he's used your mother, your father, women, men. I don't care if he's used friends or foe. I don't care if he's used bosses. I don't care if circumstances or situations or failures, or even if you've messed up yourself, who hasn't messed up? Who hasn't done something stupid in their life? We all have. So stop looking at yourself as a failure and just look at, okay, I've done this in my past. I've done that. Okay, but I got God in my life now. And even if you had God in your life before and you still did some dumb stuff, that's all right. I got a new revelation now and I can walk with God. He forgives me and he can change my thinking. He can change my way of being. This is what God wants you to do. Because remember now, how are you proclaiming yourself? And you're going to proclaim yourself based off of how you feel about yourself, which is based off of the decision that you made, which is based off of how you process the information in the first place. I pray that you're getting something out of this because it's helping me. I'm telling you it's helping me. I'm not going to let any false lies or any lies that the devil has processed come into my mind. And even if it's something that I failed at in the past, that's the past. God said, forget those things that are behind and press toward the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Go on from your mistakes. Okay, you've learned from it. Let's go on. I'm not going to make that same mistake again. I'm not going to walk down that path again. And so this is what you've got to do in order to change the way you think. Because as you think in your heart, that's how you are. And I know and you know that we can be feeling so out of kilter that we are looking at ourselves and knowing, wait a minute, I'm not this bad, but this is how I'm feeling. Why? Because we've allowed those thoughts to keep coming in and we have not done anything to change them. All right, now let's take a look at this because I want you to see something. Look at Proverbs. Now remember what I'm talking to you about. Look at this again. What are you proclaiming about yourself? Based off of the calculations that you've made and the process of calculating your value, then what are you proclaiming about yourself and who you are and what your worth is? Look at Proverbs 20 and 6. Now, notice this. This is where we're going to get to today. And this is where I'm going to help you and, and help you to get to the place where God wants you to be. Now, watch this. Proverbs 26 and 7 says, most men will proclaim everyone his own goodness, but a faithful man who can find the just man walketh in his integrity. His children are blessed after him. Wow. Did y'all just see that? Did you hear that? Most men will proclaim everyone his own goodness, his own goodness, but a faithful man who can find the just man walketh in his integrity. His children are blessed after him. So now let's take a look at this. This word proclaim, it means it means to call or to declare or to 
uh, invoke what you are going to be named. What is your name? What are you going to call yourself? See, this is what the proclaiming. See, this proclaim is, is this is the decision that you've made based off of how you feel about yourself and and based off of who you think you are. Then you're going to proclaim your name. You're going to proclaim your status. You're going to proclaim who you are to people. Now, it says that you will make this proclamation and you will proclaim your own goodness. Notice it didn't say you will proclaim. It said most men will proclaim their own goodness. Now, this is where we have a problem. Because we are proclaiming or we are declaring about ourselves our own goodness, but that's not necessarily God's goodness. And this is where we mess up. Because if you're not seeing yourself the way God has made you, if you're not seeing the way yourself, the way God has processed you and and called you to be who he wants you to be, then you're, and if you're not going to live by the standard that God has given you, now remember what that standard was. You were created to rule his creation. You were created to, 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 to be, uh, over everything and that under everything would be under your feet. See, this is how you were created to live by God. And then God said, and then show yourself a man and show yourself so that you will proclaim these excellent things about yourself. But if you do not, do not want to accept God's standard for your life and you don't want to live up to that standard, even though he has given you all of the equipment to get there, then if you don't want to live to God's standard, then what you're going to do is create your own standard or listen to somebody else's standard that's less than God's so that you don't have to do all that work to try to be so right with God because you don't want to stand in all of that pressure and you don't want to make that kind of commitment to God. So what you will do is you'll take your own standard and then call yourself good based off of your calculations, which are different than God's, or you will have somebody else pouring into you and making you feel like you've achieved their standards. That's why. Now, now let's go back to this word again, because this is very interesting. Most men then will proclaim everyone his own goodness or your own, your own goodness. Now, this word goodness, it means your, your kindness, your loving kindness, your mercy, your faithfulness, your love, uh, your truthfulness, your character. See, this is what most men do. Most men will proclaim their own character, their own goodness, their own standard of how right they are. And so what happens is based off of what you have determined as what your standard is, is going to determine what you think your goodness is. See, if you're, if you've, if you set yourself up, and this is the standard that you set and you set your bar really low so that you don't have to work hard at, 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 at achieving your goals. Then you're going to feel real good about yourself when you accomplish your goals and you're going to declare yourself as a faithful man, a great man, a good man, because what I'm, I'm, I'm exceeding all of the standards that I have set. But the problem with that is, say God has set the standard, and we'll just use this as a as an example. Say God's standard is 100. 
but you don't want to, you don't want to do what it takes to get to 100. You don't want to live the kind of life or do the sacrifice or the submitting to God and the prayer and the study and the, re, and the resisting evil and, 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 and controlling your flesh. You don't want to do that because that's too much work. Okay. So now you set your standard at 10. All right. Now the reason why I said 10 is because what? That's about as much of the brain power as we use as humans since we've fallen. 90% of our brain power we don't, want, we don't even use. 10% is basically, basically what we use. Now, so you set your standard at 10%. Wow. So then you, you accomplish 10 and think you're great. And so you're walking around thinking you're God's gift to the world because you got your own goodness that you have proclaimed. Because that's what you have decided. But when you look to God, God doesn't look at you as a failure. He's going to look at you as a, not even an, uh, an underachiever, a no achiever. And this is where the problem is. We've got God trying to take us to a, a level of greatness, but we're trying to stay at a level of inferiority and complacency. And as a man, it, with all the responsibilities that you have, if you marry a wife, then you've got to take care of your wife. If you've got a family, you've got children, you've got sons and daughters, then you've got to train them and raise them and provide for your household and take care of your, your business or your company or your, or your vocation or whatever it is. And then you've got to control yourself so that you can be disciplined enough to keep a job and, and you can be disciplined enough to be faithful to your family and to be faithful to, uh, being a good steward of your finances and to be faithful in, uh, uh, for your business or your job so that you can be successful. All of these things are going to be required of you as a man. And if you set your standards so low, say at 10%, where well, that means that you don't have to do anything, then you're not going to want to get up out of bed and go to work when you, when you sleeping, you're not going to want to do any extra things to try to improve yourself. Why? Because it's comfortable to be complacent. I hope you're hearing and see when you are a man and you are complacent and comfortable and lazy. Uh, we used to call it back when I was growing up because used to call you trifling. Just, just, you just plain trifling. And that means sorry, no good, just a deadbeat. And this is what happens to some men who don't want to, uh, step up to the plate. They walk away from their families. They leave their sons. They leave their daughters. They won't pay child support. Come on. That's why they call them deadbeat dads. You need to understand these things are responsibilities that we men have to walk in, but you cannot be Watch this now, because this is very interesting. You cannot be proclaiming your own goodness as the, the high standard of life when your standard is so much lower than God. But he said, the Bible said that most men do that. Isn't that what it says? It says, listen here, most men will proclaim everyone his own goodness. That's what the word of God says. And most men are like that. Most men are just like that. But notice what he says. But, but a faithful man who can find. Now, where, now look at that. But a faithful man who can find. What, what does that kind of sound like? Huh? Doesn't that sound like kind of Proverbs 31? A virtuous woman who can find. Well, the Bible says, just like it's hard to find a virtuous woman, 
is hard to find a faithful man. Oh my goodness. Okay. So if it's, if it's, who can find a faithful man? So what is a faithful man? That, that, that word faithful is trustworthy. It means dependable. Come on. Are you getting this? It means someone who is trustworthy and dependable. Trustworthy and dependable. That when you say you're going to do what you're going to do, you do it. When people can depend on you, when you are faithful, this is what, and the Bible says it's hard to find a faithful man. Wow. That's kind of, that's kind of hard, God. Well, it's the truth. Because most men aren't faithful, not faithful to who they are called to be. And they are many times not faithful to who they are called to be in relationship with. You have to understand that the first form of faithfulness, if you're in a relationship with your wife, all right, now let's just break this down. Now I'm going to talk a little, uh, in the next couple of episodes, we're going to be talking about the marriage covenant as a, as a better man and how you're supposed to deal with your wife as a man, uh, and what God says and not, and then what the world says. We're going to break that all down, but we're going to get in there now. But just want to give you this right here. If in fact, you have a relationship with a wife or with your boss or with your children or with your parents or with friends or with coworkers or whatever, then the first step of your faithfulness is to improve yourself so that you can enhance the relationship that you have with these people. So then the first thing you need to do in order to be faithful to the relationships that you have is to improve yourself to make sure that you can be dependable to do what your relationship requires of you to do. (laughs) Now I'm telling you, and that's going to require you improving yourself. So if you're on a job, then you get a job. Now, to be faithful on that job means you need to do everything you can to improve yourself every day so that you can become a better employee. You can learn more and more about your job. I mean, because a lot of times an unfaithful man will do just enough to get by. I'm getting paid. You know, and I ain't going to work no overtime and I'm not going to put in no extra time on studying and all that. I'm just going to do my job, come on, do my job, punch the clock and then punch out and go home and wait on my paycheck. All right. Now, that's 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 one level, but that's not faithful, because if you really are faithful, then you're going to try to exercise the authority that you have in God to improve yourself. When you become complacent as a man, you are entering into the sorry lane. You're entering into the trifling lane. You're entering into the no good lane because a a, 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 a man, oh my goodness, I'm telling you, it upsets me to think about it, but a man who is complacent is a man who can't take responsibility and who, but then he may want to have people submit to him, but yet he doesn't want to take responsibility. And so we need to understand God is talking about a faithful man who can find the first step in being faithful is to improve yourself. 
so that everything that uh, that is about you, your gifts, your talents, your abilities, you maximize those to the to the best of your ability so that you can you can be the best blessing in that relationship and you can enhance that relationship. That's what God is looking for. He's looking for men who are faithful and the faithful man is the one that checks himself out first. Come on. Remember calculating your value, but then to be faithful is to calculate your value correctly so that you can actually look at yourself and say, okay, this is how I really am. And you know, when I'm looking at myself, I'm really not, you know, uh, I'm not measuring up to what God called me to do. And I've been settling. Well, then a faithful man is going to be one that's going to go to God, ask God to forgive him, and then ask God for help so that he can improve himself. This is what happens when you do that. God will bless you and then take you to another level in your life in him and in your commitment. And then you can become a faithful man. Because I want to let you know right now, faithful men are in short supply in the earth. Just like virtuous women. How many men? Do you, you, you sit back and say, man, I just, I just want to see a good woman. Man, women be using men and running game and all of that kind of stuff. Where are the good women at? I just want a good woman. Well, just like you looking for a good woman, good women are looking for faithful men. Because they're looking at men and they just shirk on relationships. They, 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 they shirk on responsibility. They don't want to take care of anything. They're always making excuses. A, an unfaithful man is an excuse maker. And you always got an excuse for why you didn't do this or why you didn't do that. Oh, just shut up with the excuses, brother. Come on. We got to grow up. We got to stand up. We are supposed to be men. And men, this is real man talk, okay? We're supposed to be men. And so you need to be, you want to be the head of the house, you want to be the leader, but then the head, how can the head do anything if the head can't think straight? So you need to understand, as a faithful man, you need to be one who is willing to be dependable. Can we depend on you? When you get a little uh, a little snotty nose, do you call in sick from work? Come on, come on. Is that what you do? This is what happens to so many people. Then you, 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 you're getting sick. And so your little nose is running and then you just, I don't want to go to work. And you lay it out, crawl up in the bed in a little fetal position. And your wife is over there giving you a little tea and trying to make you feel, Oh, it's all right. No, I don't feel good. And just, Oh, shut up. Get up out that bed. You big, lazy, big old bear and stop doing that. This is what's the problem. Now you've got to take responsibility and then be dependable and faithful to be a better man. Oh, I hope you're hearing what I'm saying. Listen to this. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I'm telling you this word, this word is, is so powerful. This word is so powerful. Listen to this now. Listen to this. Verse seven, the just man walks in his integrity and his children are blessed after him. The just man now, the just man, that word just means the one that is righteous or declared righteous. But now, remember now, righteousness and being declared righteousness is based off of a standard of judgment. So now, in the Bible, to be just is when you, listen to this, are conforming to the standard that God has of you, not to the standard that you have set for yourself. So remember, 
Most men will proclaim everyone his own goodness or his own standard of goodness. Well, God says the just man is one that has been declared to be fulfilling God's requirements for his life. That's a just man. That's that faithful man that you can't find. See, and so you have to be a person who is considering conforming your life to the standard that God puts on you. Are you listening to that? That's what it means to be a just man. That's what it means to be a man who is just and declared in right standing with God. That means you depend not on your standards, but on your creator's standard. And when you do that, that's when you're going to be walking in the power of God. Do you want to be just? See, a just man, see, one of the things the Bible talks about a faithful man, another area of being a faithful man is this that you actually have faith in God and you trust God and you give your life to God and you yield to God so that you can have God's blessings in your life. So then you can be a blessing. You remember when God told Abraham, he said, I'm going to bless you and then you shall be a blessing. You can't bless somebody if you aren't blessed yourself. So the first thing a faithful man has to do is depend on God, have faith in God, and then try to grow into things of God so that God can bless you as a man. Then you can be a blessing to others and deposit what God has given into you into others so that everybody can grow. This is what God wants us to do. And this is being a just man, a righteous man, a man that 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 is adhering to God's standard and not the world's standard. Now, just that fact alone is going to separate the men from the boys because the boys don't want to take on that responsibility. But the real man, will the real man please stand up? The real man is the one that's going to stand up for righteousness, for God's righteousness, and going to establish himself as the man of God. And when we do that, then God's anointing and his power will come to manifest itself in our lives. And then we can be successful in any area that we are trying to be in. Let's go back to Proverbs 20. And the Bible said, a just man walketh in his integrity. Now, the word walk there means to walk or to come or to go, but it really means the pathway of your life. A just man, your walking is the pathway of your life. That means that's the direction that you go. That's the pathway that your life leads. And it says a just man walks or his pathway is to walk toward his integrity. You see that? Do you see that? You walk toward your integrity. And when you're walking toward your integrity, what this is actually saying is, watch this now, it means your ability to be honest and have strong moral principles and moral upright. So now, oh my goodness. So now what we see is if you're a just man who's living by God's standard, then your path of life is going to walk in your moral ability to be Godly. Come on, somebody hear what I'm saying today. This is what God is trying to get you to see. He wants you to be a just man. He wants you to be a pure man. He wants you to be a man of moral integrity. That means discerning right from wrong. That means treating people right. That means treating people the way God treats people. This is what God wants you and I to do. And if you and I would do that, then we could walk in our integrity. And then the Bible said something 
something that is very interesting. Your children will be blessed. Your children will be blessed. If you are a man and you have children, if you will be just and if you will walk in the commandments of God and not set your own low standards for your life, stop being lazy and stand up and take on responsibility and then take on the power of God to exercise that responsibility, then you will be a man in power, a man in strength and a man in truth. I pray that you're hearing what I'm saying. I ask you this question once again. What are you proclaiming about yourself? What value have you placed on yourself as a man? This is straight man talk. And I'm sharing this with you because I want to help you. I want you to grow. Don't be complacent. Never stop growing. Don't get to a point where you think you've arrived. Because as long as we're in these natural bodies and as long as we're dealing with this sin nature, there's always room for improvement. You can never stop. Don't rest on your laurels. Now, you need to keep growing because when you stop growing, you actually are going backwards because God is always moving forward. And if you want to walk with God, the Bible said in Amos 3, 3, how can two walk together except they be agreed? And if God is moving forward and you want to stay stagnant or you want to back up, then you're not in agreement with God. And God said, you've got to walk in your integrity, in your moral character that has been given to you by God. A faithful man who can find I want you to understand today, my brothers, as we close this, this, this podcast, that I want you to take responsibility to better yourself. That's why I entitled these podcasts being a better man, because the better man you are, the better life you'll live and the better the people that you are in relationships will have because you will be the blessing to them. I pray that this word has blessed you. I pray that it is that is encouraged you because it's encouraged me. And I guess you can see I'm excited over here about this word. And I tell you that this day, I don't care that we're facing all of these uh self-imposed uh, uh lockdowns and all of that, I'm telling you, no matter what you have to deal with, if you grow, you can handle every situation and then you can control the situation instead of the situation controlling you. And this is what we're doing. And I'm praying that the word of God is ministering to you in your spirit, is ministering to you in your soul, and it is ministering to you in your body so that you can walk in the integrity of a faithful man one of those valuable, precious commodities in earth that is very difficult to find. Well, my brothers, let your light so shine among men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. What are you proclaiming about yourself? Jesus said it like this as I close. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing absolutely nothing shall by any means hurt you. God bless you, my brothers. We're going to talk to you again next Monday as we get back into man talk for men. Until then, God bless you, and we'll see you soon.